0: Here we go. We're still on Romans Road. The summer trip is not over just yet. I've got to tell you, i got to be honest, I'm, I'm not 100%. Now, I have no germs there, but I, I, I'm tired. Tired. Um, but I took my, my older three boys in Seattle for the last half of this week. And they're seeing and all the things you do here I grew up in West Caesar Sound, and I'll see more of that bit later. You know, I'm kind of curious, like, what are their observations going to be? So much of And I was kind of curious what they would notice. Like, and, like and I remember Emmet, one of these endless said, where did you so come into transportation? I mean, there were sort of cars and trucks and means of transportation that are unlike anything we can see. Right? So only things. in the farmer's market, it's got all kinds of interesting ways to get like, food and food Um, Also, we just took every transportation we we could find. We took a ferry boat from my hometown and drove over to Seattle to get to ride around the ferry. We went on the monorail to get up closer to the station. We were going to ride the light rail, but we kind of ran out of time. In fact, I think the the most fun they had was in the turnstile. style. know, were all the hotel turnstile, style where you just go around and around and around. And there were four chambers, which is nice, because then you can separate them. And everybody gets their own chamber, move at your own speed. Um, but it was kind of funny. I thought maybe they'd notice if like, there's a lot of interesting people in the city. Or, you know, just all kinds of stuff. They were really surprised. And I was thinking about this passage in Romans and how Paul is now turning from the last three chapters where he struggled over the relationship about Paul's own, of own life, he own. and he's moving from that struggle now to what it's actually like now to live in this church that he's, met, he's him, uh, in the this that from outside, the outside world and uh, into the next to God. And he begins to talk about the church and the world as these kind of two separate things, and yet Church is in the world but not of it. That the church is not to be conformed or like or patterned after the world, but is actually to be transformed so that within the world the church can evolve and evolve It's carry out these different gifts. In but not of the world, in but not of the world. So we'll get to, to the gifts that Paul describes coming from the Spirit. But before that, we recognize that there's a whole lot of envy when we start talking about gifts, yes, or when we start talking about the church compares to the world, the church compares to another church, or, or the things that the world prizes that we're told are not really prize really in the eyes of God. And we start having this tension between the envy we find on ourselves that we you can't hit a baseball like Julio Rodriguez with the Seattle Mariners. We're envious. And yet, we're caught up into, uh, into his work. And as he engages with his fans, and he's interacting with the fans, you can tell that it matters to him. So all of a sudden, you're not envious that you can't play. not, and and em, Emmett wasn't particularly envious of any uh, cars and Oh, we also the parents and lots of elevators. But, uh, but we do get envious. We kind of say, "Man, look at all these cars! How many are You name it." There's this envy, and then what happens with envy is we end up. have It, so you enjoy it. And if you don't have it, you know, you might maybe want to put it in your life and you can handle it. So that the world can of produces envy so that we can purchase our way or work our way towards those things that we desire. It's called And Jesus, in the gospel conversation with Peter and the disciples, just after the same He says, "What are people saying about me? What do people say that the son of man, son of man, like me? Son of man, what do people say that I am?" He's asking the disciples to to say, what's "What is what is what is the popular opinion on me?" You think people think I'm a prophet. Am I Jeremiah? Am I like a Jeremiah or a John? Or like I'm, I'm one of the prophets in the world? You Maybe I'm a prophet like Elijah who works wonders and miracles. And, and is, wow. you say, wow, is God What what's you were to conform the world's we need to be reminded. You know who you are. This is part of the reason I was overjoyed to take my kids to Seattle for a time it's because I grew up there and I wanted my kids to know who I am. To know what matters to me. I we went and had lunch with my uncle who I lived with. After my dad died, I lived with my uncle for a few months when my immediate family moved to And he took me in so I could finish a semester of high school and just have more time during the hogging and the residents. So I moved along to Paul. I want him to get to know Paul and to get to know who he is because then they'll to come and understand And we went to my home, my, all my houses I live in, they're like They're all different and the trees have been cut down but he starts telling stories. And I don't know, you know, exactly for the kids, but it's, they're piecing together. Who do I who does my father say? Who do I say that I am? Because it's so easy for the world, or if people to tell you who you are, or for you to believe the lies and believe something about yourself, but then there's that revelation that comes when the father shows you I But that do not Peter gets the right answer to the question. And Jesus says, Who do you say that I am? And Peter says, You're the angel living God. You're the sky. Jesus doesn't just say, Bingo. Good job, Peter. You figured it out. I'm trying to be sneaky and talk about the Son of Man. I wish that wasn't me, but you figured it out, Peter. No, Jesus said, You want to be blessed. You've been blessed By whom? By the Father in heaven revealed it you didn't figure it out, The Father shows you himself. The Father shows you who he is by showing you who I am. And by seeing who I am, Jesus will entourage who we are. This is a blessing. This is a blessing from beyond us. Because the blessing that the world would get is not so much a blessing because it's the world has is like this over regulated race. When we talk about the rat race, it's not everybody's career you know, is like, like a rat race. But it's over regulated. Um, you know I, I, I'm not like a huge NASCAR fan, but I talk, I've some NASCAR friends that I a fans that I love. And it not like, you know, back in the good old days NASCAR just let the cars race. And then you know and then it things get so regulated that basically everybody's racing it same restrictions you know so that it, it sort of squeezes the, the art out of the and it seems like the world loves to say that it prizes diversity and creativity and and all of that but if you notice what happens with those things the purpose of that diversity is to squeeze you into the world's single mold it's like yeah you could be a colorful rat but you need to race the same piece of cheese, to the same things that are declared in Scripture. The world speaks diversity and squeezes us into a mall. Jesus Christ, the Father, who informs us to himself, He brings us to his cross and his resurrection by this we are saved, But from his cross breathe in Christ. We burst out in the people, in diversity, in different cultures. We are transformed. Instead of conformity, the church has transformed us. What God changed? And this is what Paul's talking about in our Romans reading. When, when Paul notices we're in this car on Romans Road, and we're looking around and saying, man, look at the car that that church is driving. Or look at the pastor, you know, in. in that car just look at people on some other road. Paul is saying by the mercies of God resistance. Live not with death sacrifices, but with a living sacrifice of your life. By the mercies of God present your body to living sacrifice. Holy and acceptable. not be conformed to this world. To be transformed is a command, he's commanding us to have something done to us that's beyond our control. And this is like the wild logic of the gospel: be recipient of God's gracious work Be transformed as God renews your mind. When he says, "This is the good, acceptable, perfect will of God." He's using words that Greeks, that Gentiles, that Romans you know. I it's like it's like the words of the rat race the the rat race. The Romans had a word for, for moral it the moral. The Romans had a concept of public, publicly honorable people. And Romans had that word for those. Those folks who mature, become complete in themselves. Paul uses that word. when he says, test and see God's good, perfect, and acceptable will, he's saying, don't be confirmed for Roman Jews, but be... Jesus prayed with Peter for something he's not done. Peter has given the proper confession because the Father revealed it to him. And Jesus says at least three things to Peter because of this. He says, you're blessed of the Father. He says, you and your confession of faith, this is the rock I'm building my church on. Father, the church built on this solid rock and Christ, and the keys of the kingdom because Christ's church isn't supposed to be healed, our church, Christ's church of supposed to be the door of the people of and I love this image he gives Peter and the disciples. He says, you're the rock on which I'll build my church, and the gates of hell will not prevail against you. When you picture a church on a rock, it doesn't sound like it's like going anywhere it's on a, rock right? It's on a solid rock, right? It's not going anywhere. And yet the next very next image is, the nature of hell will not be on That's an offense. Awesome. So he starts by saying, you're the church of solid rock, but that doesn't mean you're a fortress, and you just stay up on your hill, and if anyone attacks you, I'll protect you. He says, you're the church on the rock, Lives, and, the the and you are now to go to hell, church. Because the gates of hell will not fail again. get bells will start ringing in the alarm. Because the people of Jesus have come to see the, the kingdom. And Jesus, I'm not a gate. Open, despair, unforgivenness. Merciless. Peter and his disciples and Jesus says in his church, blessed Father, the church of hard rock This doesn't move us from envy to the it doesn't move us from conformity to the to this engagement with the have Christ, recognizing this all that this will happen so interestingly diverse. And frustratingly diverse. I said in the devotion this week in the email, you know, it's how do we fit together without falling apart? one of the like gifts and enjoy and challenges of the church. And Paul says, we have different gifts according to the grace given to us. A gift is actually just a word for a grace. Graceful. graceful is gift, gift. So some have the gifts of prophecy, of ministry, of teaching of encouragement or exhorting, of generosity, of leadership, of diligence, of stubbornness, of compassion, of cheerfulness. And all of these flow from the gift of the faith that we all Paul isn't saying that God has played favorites within the church. Paul is saying that God is generous within the church. Whether it's a gift you consider extraordinary or... because we're always having a day where we feel like saving the world and so we're we were conforming to the same smiling happy people shiny, happy people that are in. And instead we are in a community differently gifted sitting together parentizing The block is not in the bathroom. together as one body and then the universe, and then the spirit and put aside that far and the body, and 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 and